son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. We get it. Distractions happen. That's why we designed the fully electric, full-sized Volvo EX90 with the latest technology to keep you and those around you safe. Its two-sensor driver understanding system is designed to prevent distractions and help you stay focused. Reserve your Volvo EX90 today. Learn more at volvocars.com slash US. WRKS Pickens Jackson. All systems go. Live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. This is now our Live in the studio. It's the Out of Bounds Show with Low Bounds. Streaming live worldwide on the Out of Bounds radio app. And on your radio at ESPN 105.9. All set. Let's go. The Zone. Good morning. Happy Turkey Day to you. Hope you're doing well. Thanks for hanging out with us, making us your sports and entertainment show of choice in the wonderful state of Mississippi on Golden Egg Rivalry Week, along with uh, Lane Watch. It's Lane Train Watch Week. Uh, has, Has anybody been up long enough to try to track a plane? Please let me know. We are the Out of Bounds Show. Uh, this place will be packed this weekend, and that is the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge. Yes, it has food and beverage, and it's a great place to watch the games. Um, really comfortable leather chairs, tables, you know, 42 TVs. It's it's really, really cool. It's right there off the gaming floor, too, just in case you want to do a little blackjack or a little poker there at the Golden Moon Casino, Sportsbook, and Lounge. I've got Blake Mania with me. He's off to Dallas after the show to make sure Dak Prescott's okay. That's right. As they take on the New York football giants tomorrow tomorrow afternoon at 3.30. That game will uh, kind of bleed into the Mississippi State and Ole Miss kickoff at 6 o'clock. Believe it or not, that is tomorrow. That sounds weird. It, it, it even... It's still weird to me, even though I've covered 20, I think, golden eggs on the show, just because uh, you do a show on Wednesday, then they play on Thursday, and then, you know, we don't come back until Monday. But I do expect to hear from y'all on the Twitters, at Bo Bounds, definitely. I know thousands of people monitor it uh, that aren't followed. Uh, we would love, for our following it, we would love for you to hit follow, at Bo Bounds. We'll say that's brought to you by... Mm, 
Let's go Cypress Depot in Ridgeland today. CypressDepot.com. Shout out to Kenny Hall and the crew at Cypress Depot. Uh, awesome company and awesome partners. Uh, live in the Bank Plus studio. We're streaming live on the Zone1059.com in the Out of Bounds radio app. And we will, uh, David Johnson, Rebels 247 at 830. May drop one more guest, kind of looking around there. Want to make sure that it's the uh, the right play as we wrap it up for the week. We're also going to talk food and beverage. Actually, we may do more of that today. We've been hardcore sports since August 1, and I love sports, but sometimes hardcore sports is a little much for me. Um Maybe we'll be a football guy today. Are you going to be a football guy this weekend? You know, Dude. football guy removes individual awards from the team. You know that, right? Football guy removes individual awards from the team. Who did that? Cadillac Williams, the interim at Auburn. Maybe he'll be the head coach by the weekend. About the name on the front, not the back. Always. Always. Same thing for Lane Kiffin. Um, <laughs> Lane Train, you know, strong rumors. He's going to Auburn. You know, when we dropped last year, we weren't dropping that we just thought this. Uh, some of you followed this, picked up on it. When we dropped that Lane was really ticked off that he did, you know, that Sark got the Texas job, we had talked to people. And what I meant by that when we hit on that, you know, last year, and I think we even dabbled in it a little bit probably in the spring and summer, just casual mention was that, you know, Lane looked at that and and several other guys getting jobs the last couple of years as a slap in the face. I mean, Lane not only believes, but he's proven he can win. And he's like, I'm better than that guy. I'm better than that guy. I'm better than that guy. That's what he's been saying. And I thought it would be a little bit more high. Pro- I mean, Auburn's high profile. It's a big job. Big fan base. We all know why it gets overshadowed a little bit because they're in the state with Alabama. It's just, even then, they you got to give them credit. Auburn's been able to, you know, be Auburn, um, win big, win a national title, play for another one. Uh, they've got a tremendous amount of money, and their athletic department revenue is insane, and they raise, you know, several million dollars in NIL in 30 seconds. Yeah. And I'm exaggerating a little bit. Okay. But Lane was not happy uh, that Sark got that job or Cristobal got the Miami job. And he wanted the LSU job, but uh, he never got that look. Okay. I mean, it was Jimbo Fisher and Brian Kelly. And uh, Scott Woodward got lucky um, that, that Jimbo decided not to go. And he got a really, really good coach, which I think is the story that's really we're overlooking just because Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss is the amazing job that the problem that Brian Kelly's going to be for Ole Miss yeah. and Mississippi State and others, it, it's going to be a problem because he can coach. They haven't had a coach. They've had one coach in my whole lifetime, Nick Saban. They threw up all over themselves when I was growing up. I mean, they were the biggest. Y- y'all think Auburn's a roller coaster? Come on. Yeah. LSU was the roller coaster, man. Golly. Still has been. Bad up, it, it really up until has now. Been. I mean, yeah, that's that's the irony is that they have, when you ask why can't, why can't we 
be what they are. If you're a state or an Ole Miss fan, you say, why can't Just we look at LSU. be they? Look at LSU and Auburn. I'll take both of them. Highly dysfunctional, highly up and down, no stability, yet both have played for multiple titles. One has won multiple titles. The other's won one title within the last 20 years. I mean, Les Miles played for two and won one, and Ed, say that out loud. Yeah. Ed Ogeron yeah. won a title. Yeah. Okay, Ed Ogeron's not even a defensive coordinator. No. He would get boat raced by one, two, three, four, five high school coaches that I can think of right now. If they took the same amount of talent, walked out this afternoon, they would work Ed. The difference in Matt Luke and Ed Orgeron is Ed Orgeron got to be at Southern Cal for a little while before he was at LSU. No question. Uh, th- and that's, there, that's please, please There's no understand. difference in the two gentlemen. That's national championship coach Matt Luke to you. And I want you to know that the cupcakes that they're going to have tomorrow, oh. now that he's retired, at the fun age of forty-six, yeah, um, they'll they'll say national champion. His his grove. Except they'll have to be in red, black, and white. His grove tent is lined in gold, right? No question. <laughs> his chandelier is actually real. I think what he stayed me. in. Uh, well, he'll he he will probably actually be at the game. Yeah, why would he? But I think they stayed in Athens for now. Um, but I, I could be wrong. So, that's that's national championship coach Matt Luke to you, yeah, and a national championship coach Ed Orgeron. But your point is is very valid, and it's it's the irony of the two situations. Can I tell you something else? You know how uh, a lot of Ole Miss, you know, I've got a lot of friends who are Ole Miss alums and boosters, um, good friends, and their their deal has been the last couple of weeks. But Auburn's dysfunctional. You know what? Mississippi okay. State and Ole Miss, anybody who wants to win in this league in football, okay, outside of Vanderbilt and maybe Kentucky, maybe Missouri. Anyway, anybody who wants to win in the SEC is always dabbling, t- at least dropping their toe. Sometimes we dive in yep. head first, but they're always dropping their toe in dysfunction. Like, Correct. It's not like Ole Miss and Mississippi State have started dysfunction. Uh, did we just not see the last ten years in Oxford? Right. I mean, what are we talking about? Right. And yet, and yet they've had the their biggest highs in in their program's history. Correct. Okay. And Mississippi State has two. Yeah. Okay. State had to fire a baseball coach three games yeah. into the season and then turn around and won a title two years later. I mean that. Yeah. Yeah. They went through a lot of dysfunction. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, their head coach took the AD job a week before signing day. It, the whole state and they still, yeah. Dis- and they didn't fall apart. Dysfunction is just energy that's misguided. When it's put in the right place, you get Alabama and Georgia. But it's almost like if you don't have it, then you're not driven. Correct. To get to the highs that Ole Miss and Mississippi State have reached the last 10 or 11 years. Of uh, 9 and 10 win seasons, big wins, driving kids to the NFL, all that stuff that we talk about. Uh, The show is brought to you by Mississippi Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Center. Big board coming up next on the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. I'm your host, Bo Bounds. We're going to have some fun today. Looking to refresh your closet, home, or beauty routine this spring? Walmart's got all the stylish goods in one stop. From chic new looks and the latest makeup to quality furniture and tableware. Go to walmart.com slash now trending. That's walmart.com slash now trending for the hottest fashion, home, and beauty finds. Your style at Walmart.
This episode is brought to you by Skinny Pop Popcorn. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Oh, so light and crunchy. Skinny Pop Original Popcorn is the snack you've been searching for. Made with just three simple ingredients, popcorn kernels, sunflower oil, and salt. Snacking never felt or tasted so good. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Give yourself permission to snack and pick up Skinny Pop Original Popcorn today. What's on the big board? What's on the big board? Oh, man, 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 man. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Uh, Wish you a wonderful weekend. Good food, football. Your team may win or lose. I don't know what's going to happen there. But uh, anyway, good morning. Welcome in. Out of Bounds, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Uh, How many times will Lane Kiffin be mentioned in households in the state of Mississippi? Now, you know that both coaches, regardless of year, are mentioned. You know, starting today, people get together um, this afternoon, tonight, uh, over in the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And... A lot of the talk and discussion is around the golden egg and whoever the coaches are. So he was going to be mentioned anyway, just like Mike Leach. But think about the discussions in the living rooms, uh, outside patios, around the grill, uh, guys BSing, having a blue moon, a yingling. Is there a better beer for Thanksgiving than yingling? No. Um, And... You're sitting there. You may have the man cave, the game room. You're shooting pool. How many times will is Lane Kiffin going to Auburn, or what do you think about Lane Kiffin going to Auburn? Will be brought up in conversation from the Mississippi Gulf Coast to Corinth and DeSoto County. Yeah, my question would be: Is it more positive conversations or negative conversations being had about Lane well, Kiffin? I, well, I don't know how to break that out, but, <laughs> but there will be plenty of both. I, uh, some of my Ole Miss friends have, in the last few days, have just said, hey, it, uh, it hurts if he does, but what he has done for the program is extraordinary and really inconceivable. Yeah. Uh, when you, if you want to think about when he was hired and what he has done to date, well, what did I tell Keith Carter when he jumped on the show live? A couple of weeks ago. Best hire. How does it feel to have made the best hire in college football in the last three years? Now, LSU may now trump Keith, but the bottom line is Keith held that award or torch for the better part of two-plus years. And okay? Yet, and as amazing I mean, as— LSU's going to win a couple of national championships with Brian Kelly. For sure. Uh, they're going to live in the college football playoff once it's extended. Uh, but Key Carter is was there until about the, what do y'all want to say? Sixth, seventh game of this year? Yeah, I mean, look, he's over... I, this is the irony of the Lane Kiffin era at Ole Miss. He's overperformed expectations, and yet perception and feeling will be what a letdown if he loses this game tomorrow and leaves. That's the irony and the, and the chaotic you know, nature of college football, the dichotomy of being a team like State or Ole Miss where you can't quite... See, that's why... The reason Brian Kelly can trump you at LSU is because he's not going to leave LSU, and he's going to be able to win over a long time there. Right. There's For State to go. and Ole Miss, it's not... 
if you land Brian Kelly or Lane Kiffin, Three. the odds are... He's there less than four years. Or sometimes maybe a little bit more. Lane got going so fast. But I, I uh, think that's kind of the new era of modern football, too. If Lane was hired 10 years ago at Ole Miss, he's there longer. That's true. I, I think it's just a new era of football that's hiring, too. That's why Dan too. Mullen, Miami... Today, they finally got their act together. My, the Miami Hurricanes could not outbid Mississippi State 2012. Which no one would believe that on the street. No. On the street, if you just say those two print names, you'd never believe it's the same, State's out. The outbid. Twitter guy couldn't because Twitter guy also thinks Zeke Elliott drives the Dallas Cowboys. Correct. So I can't fight that Correct. battle, right? Yeah. I, I can only do but what tr- I can do. The truth is, the SEC and Mississippi State and Ole Miss for a long time did hold the cards over other schools like that. Some of that landscape has changed now, sure. and some of that shifted. And also, well, we never thought that like Clem- like Clemson and Florida State, Mississippi State, and Ole Miss can offer as much or more to a head coach. Yep. as those two programs. That's now changing. It's still yeah. hard for some people to wrap their brain around that. Yeah, yeah, and and I think too with the expedition of coaching careers, i.e., we're hiring and firing quicker than ever. Yeah, it's hard to keep a guy there. And yet the irony is, as much as Lane Kiffin overperformed, because if you started, when he was hired, if you had given his total record and said, here's what he's going to do, and he's going to win 10 games one year, and he'll go to the uh, uh, Sugar Bowl or a New Year's Six Bowl, you would have taken it in a heartbeat. That'd be an overperformer. And yet at the same time, if they lose tomorrow, there will be no taste of that. Um, Tiger says Mississippi programs are handcuffed because of the four-year contract thing, and it stinks. Uh, I, I want to let me look. That that could handcuff you. It's it's not the it's not the reason though. Like I've had a I've, I've been in all these text conversations. People still got bogged down in how much Ole Miss could offer. There wasn't any doubt Ole Miss was going to offer close to ten million a year, guys. There wasn't any doubt that Auburn was going to offer as much or more. This still comes down to where where does he think he can win a national championship? Boom. The money's the. After you're at seven, eight, nine, he's got access to a jet. He's got a ton of money. He doesn't spend any money other than you know the the check that he's got to cut his ex-wife. He he's good, guys. I mean, even after all that, he's clearing. Let's go way, 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 way low. Two hundred something thousand a month. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what do you need? <laughs> seven months out of the year, eight months out of the year, you're bogged down in in football. You you you're not spending money. He also doesn't spend when he's on the football season. He's being basically catered everything right like you're not even spending it's like being a senator or a legislator you don't even spend your own money it's all it's all paid for when you show up and so that, you're right I is that what too, happens to the jackson yeah. metro Hello. restaurants when Hello. legislators come in town here's the funny thing too about this i've heard a lot of well if lane stays and the 12 team playoff comes he can win a title at ole miss lane train i'm not sure that state and ole miss can win a title in a 12 team playoff because here's what you're not thinking about it it will be infinitely easier to get your foot in the door, right? To get a seat at the table. Sure. But you're going to win four straight games? You're going to win a conference title and three straight playoff games? Are you going to win three straight yeah, playoff I, games against he, better he's teams? He's telling people that he knows that he believes he can be in the 12-team playoff at Auburn. win it at Ole Miss um, State. That's the problem. At Auburn is what I'm saying. You he's can telling win it, Brent, yeah. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. We're streaming live on thezone1059.com and the Out of Bounds radio app. The show is powered by MississippiSportsMedicine.com. Any age, any sport, any injury, they've got you covered. You'll see them all over the place. Uh, Mississippi High School Sports, football, basketball, baseball, soccer, you name it. 
It is powered by Mississippi Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Center. We're live in the Bank Plus studio. The show is brought to you by Cypress Depot in Ridgeland. And speaking of recruiting, it's brought to you by Kinetic Staffing. Alan Lang and the team at at Kinetic Staffing will, what will they do? Well, they'll add talent to your roster, to your firm. They'll add talent to your firm, to your business. Executive staffing firm. Get the right people on the field. Find the talent you need to achieve excellence. Kineticstaffing.com. Legal and professional contract and career positions. All right. It's not a one-week deal for the secretary, but this is uh, professional contract executive search long-term staffing leader powered by kineticstaffing.com and lane train knows that he can get slightly better talent at auburn and people say well that's not a big guys slightly bet we like to make sports out of these wide 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 gaps it's just a whisker here and there man it is and uh he has he has driven old miss's talent profile up uh, that's why I think there's um, a bigger gap between Ole Miss and Mississippi State than there has been. Uh, because he's leveraged both high school and transfer portal. But the bottom line is he can get better players. Did y'all see how many four and five star players went to the Auburn game two weeks ago? Now, let, let me say that. Three win Auburn team with an interim coach. Was it 47 four and five star players? 47. Okay. Ole Miss hosted Bama, and there were five. I Just think different world. Not a shot. Uh, Ole Miss can sign really good players, and they go get way more high-profile players than Mississippi State, majority of the time. But Auburn hosted forty-seven four and five-star players with an interim coach and two three-win teams. It, say that out loud this afternoon when you're cooking on the on the egg with your buddy or your, you know whoever. By the way, the show is brought to you by our Thanksgiving beer, Yingling Lager. Use it to both cook with and sip on. Phenomenal beer. Yingling Lager guest line. David Johnson, 830. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Twenty-one plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. Ten dollars first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable. Bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com/sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. Welcome to the Pants Cast, brought to you by Lululemon, a show about all things pants. My guest is Matt James, former NCAA player and Lululemon ABC pant enthusiast. Hi, great to be here. Matt, tell us all about those ABC pants. The comfort? They're like the pants I put on when I don't want to wear pants. Versatility? You could wear these pants to a wedding, but you could also wear these to a cookout. And what about style? They're like if casual and cool had a baby. Well, it's clear why you're an ABC enthusiast. Pleasure having you and your pants on the show. Thanks for having us. Find the shockingly comfortable ABC pants at lululemon.com. 
What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. The Out of Bounds Show is powered by the award-winning golf courses at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club in Philadelphia, Mississippi. Uh, the Out of Bounds Show brought to you by Ag Up Equipment. That's where you go, any of their dealerships, to get your John Deere tractor for your farm, family land, or hunting camp. AgUp.com to find a dealership nearest you. John Deere, America's tractor, Ag Up Equipment. 18 locations. Out of bounds, 105.9 The Zone ESPN, including Canton and Pearl, agup.com. Uh, Steve Robertson stops by to preview uh, the Golden Egg Thursday night in Oxford. Ole Miss is a three-point favorite. I mean, on when you looked at Circa, they were a five-point favorite. Caesars, two-and-a-half. So, three, three-and-a-half, however you want to run the numbers. Uh, Mike Leach... Uh, has is 0 for 2 in this game. And uh, the Hale State fan base is getting antsy. And so we welcome in Steve Robertson, 247 Sports, and Jeans Page on the Out of Bounds show in the Yingling Lager guest line. Uh, Steve, what does Mississippi State have to do to win the Golden Egg on Thursday night other than score one more point than Ole Miss? Well, I think you got to do what you can to slow down this running game. I mean, you're not going to be able to stop it. Really, nobody has this year. I mean, you know, Alabama had some level of success with it. But, you know, this is a very, very, very skilled running game. And a lot of it starts with Jackson Dart. I mean, he's, he is a plus runner. I mean, you know, he's not a guy that's going to win, beat you in a track meet. That guy's really, really athletic. And he can he can beat you. It's not a situation where he runs enough to keep you honest. He is a real weapon as a runner. And so, I think you got to negate that quarterback run as best you can and hopefully kind of make him be, you know, more of a, a quarterback rather than just a facilitator of this ground game. Because even in what you saw, uh, as dominant as Arkansas appeared to be in that ball game, and I know Ole Miss you know, put some big yards up late, they just couldn't finish some drives. It wasn't like that Arkansas was getting stopped. So a lot of that was kind of Ole Miss's own ineptitude, and they had a couple of bad calls that went against Ole Miss, and, you know, you hate to see that. But uh, the re- reality of it is is that this is a ground game that is – among the best in the country. And that's where I think job one is from Mississippi State. You're not going to stop it, but you got to find a way to try to contain it. Okay, so what does Zach – all right, is Tyrus Wheat left the game at 35 to nothing, and he hobbled off the field. East Tennessee State ran uh, a running play to the le- towards the Mississippi State sideline. He was involved in the tackle. He limps off the field. Um, it didn't look good. Uh, I know Leach doesn't say anything about injuries. What do you think on that? Yeah, I mean, I was, I was told post game that everybody's going to be fine. You know, of course, 
that's kind of standard protocol. But uh, hopefully we'll get a little more clarification today. But, um, you know, we're not going to get anything in a press conference. But sometimes just being around things, you know, around the complex, you kind of figure some things out or you hear some things. But, you know, we're told everybody's going to be good to go and it wasn't anything serious. But, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. It's like, especially at that point in the ball game, you just kind of, you know, get them out. And at no point, it seems it's never too early in a game like that to get them out. But, you know, we're hearing he's going to be available, but, uh, you know, like, like everything else with these injuries, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of, you know, figure it out as we go along. Uh, okay. What does Zach Arnett do then? How, how does he, if Tyrus Weed is healthy, uh, how does he approach this game with Zach Evans now healthy? And you just mentioned Judkins and Dart. Yeah, I never know that Evans is 100% yet, but he, he looked a lot closer to, you know, his previous form, pre-injury form uh, against Arkansas on, on Saturday. And, you know, that's the thing, too. A lot of people expected him to come in and be the guy, and he's actually become kind of the complimentary guy to Judkins, who has, has been outstanding, probably probably a first-team All-American, for a freshman All-American this year. I mean, and certainly deserving of that honor. But, uh, I mean, yeah, the, one of the things that I wonder about is, you know, State does so much middle blitz, and I, I think that's probably not the way to go on this. Because, like, ordinarily you'd want to get in a quarterback's face and kind of get him to flesh out. I think that's what Dart wants you to do. I think Dart wants to get outside so he can create. So I think what you see is a little more off the edge. I think maybe you bring some things and show some frontside pressure. Maybe you bring backside. They've got to alternate things up, and they've got to probably change their coverages a little bit just to kind of you know put him in a decision-making process. Because I think he's a guy, if you push him up the middle – he'll just roll outside and, and you lose contain, it's going to be a big play. Uh, on the flip side, what can Leach do against the Ole Miss? All right, so, and you expect Zach Arnett to commit at least one more guy in the box, right? On his 3-3-5? Oh, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. And, and I don't know where the guy lines up, but, you know, you, you've got to be able to walk some people down. Because, you know, and listen, Dart's a good passer, don't get me wrong, but he's not a guy that's going to sit back there and pick you apart. But, you know... I think when he's at his best is when you kind of give him that option. It's in many respects, it's kind of it's kind of like the way they use Bo Wallace, you know, back uh, you know with Freeze because he's athletic enough that if something breaks down, he can take off and go make you play. You can do some design quarterback runs. He gives you a lot of options, you know, especially in this in this time of spread offenses. I, I mean, I think Darts actually probably exceeded expectations, and I know some people expect a lot from him, but. I think he's been even better, and mainly as a runner, but he is more than an adequate passer, so you, you can't just sell out for the run. Uh, let's flip over to Leach against Partridge. Um, this Mississippi State offense, to me, looks really ordinary, um, and they've abandoned the run. I don't know if Dylan Johnson – I don't know why they even played him two to three snaps a game against Georgia and East Tennessee. It didn't really make sense, but a lot of what they've done hasn't made sense. Um, I guess – do you think Dylan Johnson will be healthy? And what do you think Leach's approach will be on offense to Ole Miss's defense? Yeah, I, I do think BJ will be ready to go. Of course, yeah, he, like you said, he played sparingly against Georgia. Did not play against East Tennessee State. But uh, Oh, I thought he yeah, got two he got snaps. Okay, he didn't play. All right, cool. Yeah. I, I may I may have missed it, but I don't believe that he played. But, okay. um, but yeah, I think what you have to do, I think you've got to be able to go out there and run the football more effectively, and uh, they haven't done it as much as of late. Uh, and, I, again, some of that is because DJ's been a little bit banged up, and, and at that point so is Marks, too. But, you know, when you look at this old Miss Rush defense, and, you know, granted, State doesn't have uh, have a rocket, you know, like uh, like Arkansas does, but you've got to be able to keep them honest. You've got to be able to stop them from just 
pinning their ears back and pass rushing every single play. You got to give them at least that half moments of hesitation. Hey, I don't need to get upfield here because they may gas just underneath on a trap or something like that. So state has got to be able to run the football. I'm not saying you got to be balanced, but you've got to give the defense something else to think about. I think that also puts pressure and stress on those linebackers and, and that could potentially open up some crossing routes. But I think the weather is going to be real, a real interesting thing in this and maybe not for the reason that some people expect. I think that, you know, if it's going to be a steady rain in the 40s, there's not going to be anybody there. When you think about going to watch this game, it's it's already – it's Thanksgiving already, and then you got to go sit in the, in the you know, a, a steady rain with the temperatures in the 40s. I think a lot of people, especially the you know, more casual fans, are going to stay home. I think that negates the home, home field advantage in many respects. And so that will be awfully interesting. How many people actually turn out for the ball game and how that impacts the game and – I think if you begin to think about the elements themselves and then the fact that it could be a rather subdued crowd, that could bode well for Mississippi State. Uh, Durkin bottled up Leach pretty well uh, the last two years. Now Partridge is there. Do you expect them to go rush three, drop eight, or bring some more people down in the box to to mess with Will Rogers? How, how do you see that? I expect to see probably you – know, Again, the Ole Miss pass rush is, is a good pass rush. It's not maybe not elite like some of the other ones that you see in the conference, like the Alabamas and the Georgias. But I think they'll try to kind of mimic some of that same stuff too. I think they'll they'll change it up. You can't just do one thing because at some point, you know, Will Rogers will figure out what you're doing and and they'll just work around you. But uh, yeah, I, I think especially on third down, you're going to see a ton of pressure. Uh, one of the things I've noticed too with some teams this year, and namely Kentucky, is they brought a ton of pressure on second down. You know, so it's like you went on first down, then you blitz on second down to try to force a third long. And so I wouldn't be the least bit surprised to see, you know, if, if Ole Miss tries to maybe follow that same philosophy. But I don't think there's just one defensive, you know, scheme that you try this game just because of the fact that I think they want to be able to dictate terms to this. And if you just go drop eight, then the state will just run football. So I think what state has to do is make Ole Miss adjust, not just sit back and say, okay, well, we're just going to adjust what – what their adjustments are is going to determine what we do. I think State's got to try to go dictate terms and make Ole Miss be the team that has to kind of counter. And then I think Ole Miss has the uh, significant advantage on special teams. Well, you know, you never know what you're going to get with Mississippi State. You know, I don't know how anybody could argue that State's ever going to win a special teams battle. But the one thing I will say is that I think the return game favors Mississippi State. I mean, Tula Griffin's you know potentially going to be an All-American as a kick returner and, and – uh, you know, it depends on how many times it all miss kicks off. And now all of a sudden you begin to think about, you know, it's not going to be in the best of circumstances how many of these kickoffs make the end zone. You know, and so if Tulu Griffin gets the opportunity to return some, you know, that could be a really impactful part of the ballgame. Um, so my text line tells me people are about 50-50 on Leach. Um, you know, but he's not going anywhere, even if he uh, loses a third straight golden egg. How warm and hot do you expect it to be, though, in the offseason if he and his staff don't get it done on Thursday? Yeah, I, mean, I, I think you, it never boils down to one ball game, But, you know, Bo, a lot of times it does, in a manner of speaking. And so, yeah, I, I think you lose this egg ball. I think you go into next year, you know, on the hot seat. I think you got basically got to have a huge year next year. And, of course, you get eight home games next year, and the four road games you have within the league are basically toss-up games. Um, so yeah, you get a chance to have a big year next year, but 
And next year is next year. You know, state has an opportunity right now to win the egg, get it back, get some juice in the program, finish the year with the same record as Ole Miss, um, which was, you know, a lot of people thought earlier in the year, you know, that uh, Ole Miss had a chance to win the West and you end up with the same record. Then you could kind of argue that, you know what, hey, we're, we're heading in the right direction now. But, uh, you know, Mike Leach has never been a guy that's been extremely good in rivalry games since he left Texas Tech. I mean, he used to own Texas A&M, but he didn't do a great job against Washington and he's going to against, against Ole Miss. And so, you got to turn that thing around. But I, I think everybody in that building understands this isn't just another game. I think maybe when you get here, you don't fully appreciate the intensity, you know, of an egg bowl until you coached in one. And, and I had one of our staffers tell me when they went up there in 2020, he goes, yeah, I get it now. They, they didn't get it before then. He goes, he's just walking out there on the field. He said, you could just feel the bitterness and the hatred. And he goes, I don't know that I had maybe fully appreciated that until I played up there. Okay. Interesting. Um, all right, so lot on the line for Leach and, and his staff on on Thursday night, and I think the questions are: Is Tyrus Wheat healthy, and is Dylan Johnson healthy? Um, any others that jump out at you, Steve? Yeah, not that we're aware of, you know. But you know, of course, you know, just like when Deshaun Page had surgery, you know, it's like no, nobody knew that he was banged up, and all of a sudden he's posted on Instagram, but he's. He's recovering. Of course, he has come back and has played well for Mississippi State. But they're really tight-lipped about injuries. And I think that kind of goes all the way down to even the support staff people. I mean, you know, Leach does not want to talk about injuries, and, and his people understand that. that They do not want to put information out there about student-athlete health. And so you just simply never know. But at this point, you know, we're we're not aware of any other issues. Didn't see anything else on the field that was a cause for concern. But uh, we're all going to learn together, Bo. Yeah, and the tire sweet thing could really change the deal. I mean, he's just about your only really good edge rusher. And uh, you don't have him, and you were talking about cup, you know, pressure instead of interior pressure uh, coming from the edge um, and setting the edge and all that. That'll be something to keep an eye on. Um, also, explosive plays. Ole Miss has been a, a – they have generated explosive plays at an insane level. Arnett's done a pretty good job, but they have been subject to getting burned on big plays. Uh, what do they do to counter that or at least try to slow that down? Well, you got to fit gaps, you got to tackle. You know, and that, that's you know, early in the year, there were some big plays that were given up. And I think State's done a better job, you know, maybe in the last few weeks of negating the big play. But, you know, when, that's the thing about this Ole Miss ground game is that you never really get a break, you know, no matter who they bring in. You know, that offensive line is playing well, of course, and you know you may make a tackle on first down, and you miss one on second. It's a third and short. Next thing you know, you just can't get off the field, and so state's got to tackle well, and you got to really get them get them down before they get going, because especially with Judkins, once he once he put picks them up and puts them down, he's very very difficult to tackle in the open field because he can run through arm tackles, and so uh, really impressed with how he's played this year, and. You know, I think Mississippi State's got to be able to get some penetration. Run blitzes will be a big part of this too, but you got to be careful not to completely sell out to that because, again, you know, Dart's such a good handler of the football, and that's probably an underrated skill in offenses like that. It's just the way that his ball handling works is that you know, his play-action fakes are really good, and he really carries everything out. He's really polished in that respect, and he shows putting that ball in the running back's belly, and it's like everybody bites, and he's so, so skilled at pulling that ball out and throwing it over the top of the linebacker's head. And so if you sell out, he can make you pay. We'll leave it there. Steve Robertson, 247 Sports, Jeans Page, the Boneyard Podcast, uh, previewing 
the Golden Egg game, MSU at Ole Miss on Thursday night. Steve, we appreciate your time this week. Thanks, man. See you, buddy. All right, so Steve Robertson on the uh, the Golden Egg game. I don't sense a lot of confidence in the uh, Mississippi State fan base, but then I think the Ole Miss confidence is taking a little bit of a hit with the lane rumors, right? It wouldn't matter near as much if you didn't just get dragged by Arkansas. Yeah. If you're nine and two going into this game with a chance to still go ten and two, who cares about rumors? Who cares? But when you lose to Alabama, when you lose to Arkansas, it just the taste is not as nice. It's just not as nice. But you can get it back with the win. Yeah. It'd be a, it'd be a big win. Nine and three and Tennessee losing to Vanderbilt. You may have a chance to jump them because right. you'd both be nine and three. That's true. Then it would just kind of be a conference decision because there's actually technically there's no rule that says they have to go in a certain order. It's more like the conference negotiates that with the teams and with the bowl committees and things gotcha. like that. Because we've seen State and Ole Miss go to different bowls sometimes when you didn't necessarily expect it based on the way that they don't like State had that span where they went to the Gator Bowl so much and so there was a year they got bumped out of the Gator Bowl. That they went to a lower bowl, quote unquote, but that was because the Gator Bowl is like you've been here three times. We can't. Right. No one's going to show up. Sure, we can't take you. People again. aren't showing up anyway. But, you're but, exactly but that right. was when people still were kind of showing up, I guess, in theory. Boy, we're we're trending as far as bowl attendance. Oh my god! Because why would other than if it's a first time experience, so you're a young fan, you haven't gone, or you have a young child, say young, even 10, 11, 12, 15, sure. that hasn't gone to that experience. I get that. Like, I think everyone should go to a bowl game yeah. because it's fun. Yeah. Take your family, take friends, have the experience. Like, but you want it to be, it's almost all about what you're doing around the bowl game and you just hope you win the game. Right. Right. Because that makes the flavor better. The te- the trip is more fun. It is. But oh, in reality, yeah, we winning. don't. Yeah. Uh, they they have been devalued to the point of it's yeah. really weird, but it still wasn't a good taste last year for Ole Miss and Mississippi State to lose their bowl. Well, games. you feel better than most of the teams you play in lower bowls as part of the catch. Yeah, because a lot of times you're not playing high end teams. You might be playing a, a team from a, a Power Five conference, but they're usually not. I mean, we we like again pulling Indiana. Or pulling well, Louisville. Well, this pulled Baylor in the Sugar yeah. Bowl. That and that was Baylor playing out of their minds that year. Yeah. But it wasn't an elite football program. No. Exactly. I mean, it's State getting beat by Iowa. That was, like, Moorhead beat losing to Iowa. That's not a good Iowa team. No. But you just, you, and so when you face that type of team and you lose, because you can lose. It's like playing a mid-major in basketball. They're not elite dynamic by any means, but if they're better coached It's a one-off. You, if it's a one-off. And if they're better on coached a neutral than you. field. And our teams play such big name teams during the season. Correct. It is hard to sell your team on a Texas Tech and a Baylor and get like super fired up. Is that fair? Absolutely. Absolutely. And the talent profile, the brand profile, but they it's never a match huge up. Huge game for that Texas Tech or Baylor team. Correct. Or Iowa team. Or Tulsa or whoever else you yeah. want to put in that gets yeah. to play an SEC program. When TCU dinged uh, it, Ole Miss. It's why Central Florida lost their mind because they beat an Ed Orgeron coached or non-Ed Orgeron coached bowl team last year, right? Like, <laughs> we, we beat, we or two, whatever it was, a year or two ago. We beat LSU like, oh, yeah, that's a, well, like, you played a shell of an LSU team. Like, don't, you know, but for that program, for Central Florida, for Texas Tech, 
for those programs, it's the biggest win for, of the year. For those kids at that time. Yeah. yeah. And for the fan base, you ha- it's the longest off. There's nothing like losing going into your bye week because you have to wait an extra week. But losing going into the offseason, it just it hurts. You want to end on a positive. Even if it's the freaking Belk Bowl, doesn't matter. Yeah. You just want to go out. You want to feel some type of way. Hey, we beat our rival and we won a bowl game. Like, all right. Like, Your beer, positivity. bourbon, or sweet tea is better. Yes. Christmas break, is. it just feels better. If you win. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, speaking of winning, Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. 40 to 30 yeah. over Minnesota yeah. yesterday. Dominant. And Dak looked good. Tony Pollard looked good. Um, do you hear the, I don't, I, it's like crickets, Blake. I don't hear any of these guys who told us how great Zeke was. Yeah. It's, it's now fading. Well, Jerry will tell you to, this week on one of the fan. Yeah. That's right. He's going to yeah. say that every time. Yeah. Well, we didn't lose, we lost to Green Bay because Zeke was inactive, but we beat Minnesota because Zeke was active. So obviously it's about Zeke. Hey, let me ask you this question. Pollard had 109 receiving yards. He's a freak. He's a freak. He's an absolute animal. Including the beautiful pass that Dak threw to him on the wheel route or whatever for 68 yards right in the bread basket. Yeah, talk about, too, how brutal it is to play defense in the NFL. That linebacker, had he was covering him as good as you could possibly cover him, and he still had no chance. He had That's no true. chance. Um, how about this one, though? The Jets, Elijah Moore. You, you guys know Elijah Moore. He plays for the Jets, or at least he's on their roster. Doesn't play much. Uh, Zach Wilson and the Jets had two total yards of offense in the second half yesterday. How do you do that? They averaged 2.77 inches per play. 2.77 inches per play. If Dak Prescott or Eli Manning when he was in New York or Patrick Mahomes with the Chiefs, if any of those players <laughs> went a whole half averaging 2.77 inches per play, two total yards in a whole half of football. Zach was 9 of 22 for 77 yards. He missed dudes that were standing still wide open. Like he couldn't even hit a guy standing still wide open. If Dak played like that, is incredible. It would be a meltdown on every national show. Yeah, yeah. it would be incredible. Um, how do you only get two yards? An entire in half. half. I've no- in the NFL. We think Iowa's bad on offense. We think Kentucky's bad on offense. Vanderbilt, even Mississippi State on the road in the SEC has been bad in offense. Yeah, they ain't been two yards and a half bad. Uh, that is, it was some of the worst offensive football I've ever seen in my entire life. It was. Three to three until a game-winning punt return at the end of the game. It was three to three. It was uh, amazing. He averaged three and a half yards per completion for the entire game. Yeah, absolutely. It's bonkers bad offense. Bonkers bad offense. For and Zach I think Wilson. they have a good coach. Well, it makes you ask the question: Can guys like Matt Corral? Can guys like you know even a Hendon Hooker? Or the oh gosh, that knee injury. You hate that, but. Guys that are, it makes you go like, how is Zach Wilson better than some of these guys, right? Yeah, if Matt Corral was healthy, yeah, I'm I'm leaning towards Matt being a much better option than Zach Wilson. I, it's um, it's just funny how you get that. We talk about this with Steve Palazzolo. You get that nod as a first round guy, it, but we see it in college football to bring it full circle with like the AP poll. You get a you get this automatic gift of like you can lose a game or even two. 
and not fall out if you start there. But heaven forbid you start outside it and try to work your way up. It's really the pre you know, Michigan's always going to get the 15 spot bump. Texas gets a bump every year. Yeah. Yeah. It happens all the time. Or the Alabama bump. I mean, Alabama's a two loss program. They're not bad. There probably aren't 20 teams better than them. But at the same time, do they deserve to be number eight? Yes. It's funny. They do. <laughs> uh, the Out of Bounds show. Put some ES- respect on TCU's name. ESPN 1059 The Zone. Um, is brought to you by Mississippi Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Center. Visit MississippiSportsMedicine.com, Fortification, and Lakeland Drive. Uh, Flowwood is where they have their new surgery center and clinic. Also, if you want to upgrade your entertainment system at your home, MSHomes.com. MSSmartHomes.com. Jake Manning will take care of you. If you want to take it to another level, MSSmartHomes.com. If you missed anything, go to Apple Pie. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.